fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Well, I got to tell you, Democrats not very happy with Joe Manchin right now. They are losing their minds when unity doesn't happen within their party. They go absolutely berserk. And it's fun to watch. At the same time, maybe Republicans, hint, hint, wink, wink, could, lo- could learn something, a thing or two from them as well. Don't you think? Maybe we could learn a thing or two about, you know, having a united party actually standing for a principle, standing on background standing on a backbone and actually doing something that's worthwhile. I think that's a fight that we need to have. Hey, welcome into the program broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio station all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming and podcasting. Your Millennial General reporting for duty no matter where you may be watching or listening. We have a lot to get to today. Bottom of the hour, Krisha Lenzo. Super excited to have her on the program. We've had her on many times before. Harvard in Technology, also co-host of her podcast. We'll talk to her about the economy, about the Joe Manchin decision, about the Build Back Better plan, about inflation, about the stock market, about all that stuff. As a former stock exchange uh, reporter, it'll be great to chat with her. So looking forward to getting her back on the program here in just a little bit. Until then... We have a lot to talk about with Joe Manchin and the Democrats. Where are they right now? And the progressives really losing their minds because out of everybody, they're the ultimate idealists. So we'll get to that here in just a second. Programming note for you. Welcome aboard to our brand new, I guess you could call it an affiliate, live streaming service, OpsLens. OpsLens.com, downloading the OpsLens app. Welcome aboard, guys. And I guess I should say thank you for allowing us to come on board with you as well. It is, it's been uh, incoming for a while. We're super excited. Today's the first launch of that. We are uh, going to be sharing out the, st- the live stream on all the social media. You can also find them on the website, OpsLens.com, and the OpsLens app that you can download on your uh, smartphone as well, and you can watch us live on there. So really cool stuff. They have, you guys, uh, I mean, you're awesome. You have a lot of followers. You have a lot of people uh, that pay attention to you, a lot of different great programming from all over the country and different styles of talk. So it's great to be on board with you guys. It's a lot of fun, and I appreciate the opportunity for that. So OpsLens, go and check those guys out, and we appreciate them working with us here on The Voice of Reason. And as we mentioned, if you are a regular listener to the program, we will share out that link as OpsLens will be hosting our live streaming now, and we'll get that all out to the social media so you can watch that, or you can just go to the website at OpsLens.com. Okay, let's get into some of the big issues today. So obviously, the big issue, Democrats losing their minds over Joe Manchin. Yeah, I mean, easy enough. What's trending today? (laughs) That's all, folks. Thank you very much. Yeah, Joe Manchin kind of ruining the plans for the Democrats. Now, what are they going to do? Apparently, they're going to go the executive executive order route. Because if you can't get it with the uh, agreement of everybody, especially in a tight race, if you can't get the agreement of the entire party, we're just going to go and do it on our own. You got to remember what they said after the Virginia election just a few days ago, or what was it, about a month ago, I guess now, that the reason Joe Biden and the reason that Democrats lost the election and that Joe Biden and all the Democrats in general are extremely unpopular right now is because it's not because of their agenda. It's because their agenda is being slowed down. They're not getting their agenda done fast enough. That was the mainstream talking point. That was the left-wing progressive talking point was that they're not getting their agenda done fast enough. That's why they're extremely unpopular. I know it's stupid. 
But, you know, welcome to 2021, where there's just a lot of crazy people out there right now. Yeah, their agenda's not being done fast enough. So to them, one or two Democrats that are in swing districts, in swing states, that have to abide by their constituency because, you know, heaven forbid, they actually don't think on their own accord. They actually listen to their constituents on what would be best for their area and for their region, this state, the senators, that would be Joe Manchin. Uh, They are thinking about their own constituents. What a terrible thing, right? The Democrats don't like that. So if they're worried about re-election, if they're worried about what their constituents actually want, then they're the problem. Especially the left-wing, I mean, the far-left fringe left-wing progressives. AOC was on uh, The Morning Joe talking about her frustration with Joe Manchin and what needs to happen. Well, I think uh, what Senator Manchin did yesterday represents such an egregious breach of the trust of the president. And it's also, you know, this is exactly why uh, it's an outcome that we had warned about um, well over a month ago about needing to plan a contingency plan for it. It's why we insisted on having the bipartisan infrastructure plan coupled and passed together uh, with the Build Back Better Act. But I think right now we are at a juncture where it's not really about, I think, uh, being angry. I mean, of course, we have every right to be furious with Joe Manchin, but it's really up to leadership in the Democratic Party uh, who, you know, made the decision to get us to this juncture and how we're going to move forward. And I think right now that uh, leader, Democratic leadership has a, a very large number of tools at their disposal, the president particularly. And it's really about time that, you know, we take the kid gloves off and we start using them to govern for working families in this country. All right, so a lot of things to break down there. First off, again, like AOC, for those that are maybe new listeners to the program through the Opsalons app and through other places as well, AOC is our very easy, low-hanging fruit that we pick from because it's very easy to poke fun at her because she's not the genius in the crayon box. I am told this is a garbage disposal. Yeah, so it's very easy to pick on her, and so she's the low-hanging fruit for us, and we have fun with her. But at the same time, there's a lot to break down here because they are livid. They are furious. you got to remember, these are the progressives that were refusing to pay their dues to the DNC, the Democrat National Committee, uh, for their re-election and for helping out other races because the DNC would not invest in crazy left-wing socialists in swing districts because the Democrats, trying to play it smart, were actually trying to win elections, not just go radical through ideologues. So AOC, at one point, I don't know if she still does or not, owed like over 100000 or was it a million dollars? It was something ridiculous with how much money she owed to the DNC because... She refused to fund them and support them while they're trying to get other candidates elected because, in her eyes, they weren't electing the radical ones enough. She doesn't care about constituency or else she would have actually signed on for the Amazon warehouse in her district that could have created, like, ridiculous amount of money in her district and new jobs. But she didn't because she didn't care about her constituents. She cares about her own socialist agenda. But break down that converse, that minute-long audio bit for just a second – She's upset not because it's a Build Back Better plan that is really the federal budget. Right now, you got to remember, we don't have a federal budget. Right now, we have an omnibus package that is the Build Back Better plan. It is the $5 trillion in funding for the entire government along with all the pet projects. She doesn't give a rip about the actual budget part of the federal government. She only cares about the special projects. She's mad that it was broken up into two infrastructure packages. They passed the one, whoop-de-doo, all great and dandy. What could have cost us $300 million and really was money we could have used from the COVID-19 response that they hadn't spent yet for actual roads, bridges, and highways, then we would have been good. We wouldn't have had to raise any taxes, spend any more money. It could have been great. They didn't do that. They spent a trillion dollars. 
that was above and beyond what we actually had allotted from COVID-19 relief that could have helped. That was all Green New Deal garbage and, you know, rural broadband stuff, which is good. At the same time, not what an infrastructure bill is actually supposed to be. Then we have this Build Back Better plan that is a build onto more infrastructure along with, oh yeah, by the way, it just continues to fund the government for us to be able to do what we want to do. It also, by the way, talking to other elected officials, creates something like 20 or 30 or 100 different more new socialist programs. Oh, yeah. New government programs, new government agencies. It creates an expansion of government agencies. It really loves the OSHA program, so that way they can dump more money into OSHA for the vaccine mandates. This was a ridiculous monstrosity of $5 trillion of stupid, and she's more worried about the Green New Deal environmentalist infrastructure part of it as opposed to, oh, hey, by the way, we're coming up on 10 days, 11 days before the end of the year, and uh, we don't have a budget passed. So Joe Manchin threw the wrench in it, and they're more worried about, oh, uh, the roads and bridges and the Green New Deal stuff isn't going to be funded. Then she tried, she really tried, to play the emotion of those that may be affected with social programs and, you know, other socialist goodies that they get out of this Build Back Better plan. Well, you know, I think... As I said earlier, when we were in negotiations, originally the entire country's infrastructure plan was in one bill. And this bill could be passed with with all Democratic votes. Uh, it was a decision to separate these two bills and just break apart uh, one part that which was this quote unquote bipartisan infrastructure plan that has a lot of fossil fuel subsidy gifts, giveaways of which Manchin is a, a known ally of the fossil fuel industry. All right, let's stop right there. So again, evil him. You know, he takes money from the oil industry so that way they can uh, again agree or disagree with special interests. I think his special interests are necessary but necessary evils just like government as a whole we kind of have them because every one of us essentially is a special interest if we have an issue we go to washington dc first we go to our state legislature then we go to our elected officials of washington dc and we say hey i'm a constituent i've been donating to your campaign or helping out with the campaign can you please like you know relieve some of the red tape here so everybody is a special interest we have to acknowledge that but of course she's got a rail on well he's funded by big oil Okay, first off, how many aren't? (laughs) And just because you're not doesn't mean that, uh, I mean, it's just AOC. But she doesn't care about the budget. She cares about the infrastructure. She cares about the environmentalist garbage. And she continues about the bleeding heart socialist, oh, all the people are going to suffer and die unless we pass this right now. Um, And then separate the the extension of child tax credits, separate the, the real actions that are going to protect us from climate change into the Build Back Better Act. Now, when that decision to separate and to advance uh, the the bipartisan infrastructure bill happened, some of us took umbrage with that. And uh, the president did say that uh, that the bipartisan, I mean, rather, the Build Back Better Act was promised um, and that, you know, he's got it. And we said, you know, with respect uh, to the president, he can't, no one uh, can really be promise a, a mansion yeah. vote and so we need to really figure out what the solution is because well now the solution is that they're passing an executive order because they want this to pass they have to have it passed first off we need a federal budget to move forward or else we don't have i know we extended the budget essentially until like the end of the first quarter just to kind of extend uh continued the continuing resolution continue spending to that level but that's not good enough for them 
That's not good enough spending what we're doing. you got to remember, these are the same ones when we talk about a federal budget and we say, hey, maybe we're spending too much money. Maybe we should slow the growth from a social program from 6% growth this year to 2% growth. And then they lose your mind saying that it's a 4% cut in social spending and everybody's going to die in the streets. Thank you. Thank you, Delay. <laughs> Thank you, Delay, on that one. So they're going to find a way to do this. As big of a victory as it is for us right now, you got to remember this is not going to be the end of it. They will pass something, whether it's a watered-down version of this, whether it's a tweaked version, whether they rewrite something else and ram it through, and they get one of the you know hack Republicans like you know oh, I don't know Mitt Romney or Susan Collins or Liz Cheney or uh, uh, Lisa Murkowski or one of those to actually do this. They're going to find a way to vote on something. I go back to the fact that shame on Republicans and Mitch McConnell for temporarily suspending the filibuster where they needed 60 votes to pass this garbage. And him, along with 17 other Republicans, voted to suspend the filibuster so they could still vote against it, but then say, well, if you pass it and you find the majority, then all the power to you. We won't stop you. We'll just vote against it. So that way we're on the record saying that we despise it, although we allowed it to happen without a filibuster. That is on Republicans, and you have to remember that fact. But it is fun watching the Democrats squirm just a little bit. So what are they going to do? They're going to push for the executive order for what they can out of pieces of this because Joe Biden, outside of one bill, the infrastructure bill, has yet to pass a single constructive bill with Congress to be able to approve it, with him to be able to sign it and actually go through the actual congressional process. Everything else has been executive order. That would be what, like 68, 70? in the first 11 months of the administration. That's how we start off on Monday. we got a lot to get to. we got to get you set for the Christmas celebration coming up a few days from now. It's The Voice of Reason. Stay right here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com.
Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. It will be interesting to see what they do moving forward with what kind of bill. Are they going to rework it? How are they going to ram it through? I mean, obviously they need it and they need congressional approval to make most of this happen. Some of the Green New Deal stuff, some of the environmental stuff, they're going to try and find a way to ram through through executive power as they have with vaccine mandates, as they have with tax spending, as they have with some of the other garbage throughout this year. But... We'll see what happens. The ongoing battle within the Democrat Party, the ranks are beginning to crumble because they can't find a unified voice, and I find that interesting. Welcome to the party, pal. Which, by the way, for all of our new listeners all all out there, it is very clear the science is in, the facts are true. This is not hashtag fake news here. I'm just telling you. You are fake news. It's not that. I'm telling you. It is real true that Die Hard is a great Christmas movie. It is it, the, it is lock and seal. It is done. And uh, that's just the facts of the day yeah, right there. Welcome back into The Voice of Reason. So what are they going to do? It's going to be interesting to see how they move forward. What they're really scared of is losing the universal basic income. And for those of you that may not under, wait a second, universal, yeah, that's the child tax credit. That's not really a child tax credit because you can still qualify for it, even if you don't qualify for the tax rebate or the tax break that you get on your children when you file taxes at the end of the year. The media, when they were running the stories about the fear tactics, which we knew what was going to happen, we said that all the way back in July when it first started, was that they were never going to let this up. Because families, uh, lower income families that don't qualify for the tax credit for your children were getting like a thousand bucks a month for all the children that they were getting. Uh, all the children that they have, they were getting this massive check. They become dependent. They've had six months to become dependent on it as a normal piece of their income. Now they're going to try and strip it away? Uh-uh. No way. When government starts giving you money, it will never go away. So we know it's going to be there for good. We know it's going to be the beginning of the universal basic income. It starts off with the children because the children are what's important. The children's the number one thing. That's what they even AOC talked about it. At the end of the day, when the clock strikes midnight on New Year's, we are talking about millions of families in the United States having their child tax credits expire. The president uh, made the announcement just this past week that he does not have an intention on extending the student loan deadline. And both of these things, in addition to the untenable situation of voting rights in this country, all three of these things are completely unacceptable. They're completely unacceptable. By golly, who cares about the federal budget stuff? It's those social programs. The kids are not getting their child. Now, you are getting your child tax credit. You're just getting it when you file your taxes at the end of the year. You're not getting it as your monthly supplemental income in a check from the government. But that's what they want. Because when you get conditioned with that, it starts off with the children, then it branches out to disabled individuals where we expand the Medicaid programs, which many states have done across the nation as well. Then it's, well, like the Andrew Yang philosophy, we just need $1,000 every single month just for everybody on top of the child tax credit, and then you don't have to worry about working anymore. We'll just take all of your, I mean, you still got to work. We'll just take all your income. We'll give you the tax credits and all your direct deposits right into your account every month so you have a baseline exactly what you're going to do. You don't have to worry about a thing. Don't worry, baby. The government's got you covered. 
Yeah, I think I'll pass on that one. But that's what they try to push, so we'll see how they come out about it here in just a little bit. On the other front, the big scare that they are trying to do to make sure you're not paying attention to that issue is, of course, COVID, which it always has been. But here's the fun piece. A study finds, studyfinds.org came out with a story about how prevalent the new Omicron variant actually is in society. Is it really as bad as what they say? And by the way, this is just COVID in general as well. Omicron, Delta variant, the original, unique COVID, whatever. That four in 10 COVID patients are asymptomatic carriers of the virus responsible for over 800,000 deaths in the U.S., a new study warns. Four in 10 COVID patients are asymptomatic carriers. Meaning, if you're not aware, there are more patients than what we realized, shocker, and that it's actually less severe Because more people had it and didn't even know it, but yet they were carriers of the virus. Now, while they try to scare you, saying, oh my gosh, it's even more prevalent because it spread even more and more people actually had it, isn't that a good thing? I mean, the death rate was like, what, like 1%, 1 1.5% for individuals, and we could break down the demos of who it actually affects. But now they're saying that out of that, you add 40% more cases. Doesn't that lower the death rate because we have more cases with less death? I think that's actually a good thing that it's not as dangerous as what they originally said. Huh. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right you are. Welcome back into the program, radio, TV, live, streaming, and podcasting. Wherever you may be watching or listening, we appreciate you very much. Halfway through the program already, trying to cram that 10-pound to reason into that 5-pound bag, trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time. I know, it's very difficult, but hey, you know what? We're doing it one listener at a time all over the country on radio, TV, and the live streaming. Opsalens, welcome aboard again with you guys or allowing me to be on board with your stuff. We appreciate that. Love having uh, partnering with you guys on there. A lot of people uh, hopefully watching there. I am sharing out the social media there. You can also find them opslens.com and download the Opslens app, which is really awesome. So uh, we'll get some feedback on that one. Uh, we wanted to do it this week with the holiday. I know it's hard. Most people are like, it's the holidays. Like I'm getting ready for holiday stuff. I know trying to make sure it's going smooth, work out the kinks, find out all the fun stuff that we can do, all the great features that we're going to start doing with them along other places as well. We do have some great announcements with some new affiliate stations jumping on board here soon as well. So just growing like we doing what we do all over the place. Uh, but welcome into the show today. All right, let's get into our guests. Don't want to waste any time. Love chatting with 
our next guest here on the show. What's trending today? So we have Joe Manchin, kind of the the current staller of it. He said he's not going to support this Build Back Better plan. Democrats losing their minds. What does that actually mean? Because, again, they're not going to give up. Joe Biden already said he wants to do an executive order. Jen Psaki, during the communications uh, White House briefing today, earlier today, said that she was going to push for an executive order. They were going to do what they could executive-wise and then try and find another bill, and they'll get one or two of these spineless Republicans, the Mitch, uh, the uh, maybe Mitch McConnell, who knows, the Mitt Romneys, the Ben Sass, the Susan Collins, the Lisa Murkowski, get some of those to support it. They don't need Joe Manchin. They override them. Mitch McConnell will cave again, get rid of the filibuster, and then they'll pass whatever the hell they want to. It happened before and it's happened again. If we could actually keep the filibuster in place, then we would have a chance at stopping some of this, but it doesn't seem likely. What's that going to do to the economy? We're already sitting at a 6.8% inflation rate. What's that going to do to trading? We also see the stock market taking a tank right now. They say it's because of Omicron. Give me a break. You know, the variant that hasn't killed a single person yet, at least in the United States. I find that all interesting. So on the phone to talk with us about all of this and more, she is the executive director for Harvard in Technology. She is also the co-host of the podcast To The Point with Krisha and Michael. Excited to have back on here with us, Krisha Lenzo. Krisha, how are you, my friend? I am doing great, Andy. Thank you so much for having me back. Oh, it's always good to talk to you. I love getting you on here to talk about this economic shenanigans that we're in because it's never a dull moment. And while they're losing their minds over Joe Manchin right now, do you do you think that we're right <laughs> that it's not going to last for long? They're going to find a way to ram this through? I would hope not. I mean, build back better. I would hope to think is build back never and that Joe Manchin makes great points. I mean, he is saying that an offshore drilling ban, which is the main crux of why he opposes Bill, um, it would promote Russia, it would promote other countries, which are clearly against the United States' interests in terms of oil, Venezuela, to replace 20% of America's daily production. Um, it's, it's not in the best interest of our people, and that's why he voted against it. He said West Virginians were not in favor of this uh, bill, and he is willing to stand alone despite the pressure from Joe Biden and from the radical left, which clearly is not going to give up with respect to build back better. Yeah, it's shocking, but it's not. I mean, it's good to see one guy who's been somewhat moderate over the years. Uh, I mean, obviously, Democrats, we don't always agree on everything, but he's been somewhat moderate, actually standing up for his constituents and saying, look, they don't want it. This is unpopular, and this could really harm me going into the midterm elections again next year. Uh, so it's it's good that they're standing up like this. I'm honestly more upset about Republicans like Mitch McConnell and the other 18 Republicans that voted to get rid of the filibuster while voting against the bill, saying they took a stand, but then allowing it potentially to happen if they just had a simple majority vote. I would agree with you. I think Mitch McConnell is a huge traitor of the Republican Party. I mean, President Trump was on Maria Bartiromo's show this weekend speaking at infinitum about Mitch McConnell and the failure of Republican leadership. And it's very well true. In many cases, Joe Manchin has been uh, someone who might be even more favorable to the Republican Party than Mitch McConnell. I mean, the leader of our party at this moment, we have to question his sense of sensibilities as to why he has consistently voted for raising the death ceiling, for promoting a lot of these policies. You really have to delve deep and, and look to even some of his connections. I hate to say it, Elaine Chow, 
uh, Secretary of Transportation, Secretary of Labor, under many of the previous administrations, should be under scrutiny for many of the reasons that uh, Joe Biden's son is under scrutiny. We have to question a lot of these connections. Yeah, that is very true. Now, moving forward, what could we see? We had AOC on the morning, Joe, losing her mind over this, saying it's all going to affect the individuals. (laughs) At the end of the day, when the clock strikes midnight on New Year's, we are talking about millions of families in the United States having their child tax credits expire. Okay. Now, obviously, if it doesn't happen in a monthly check, it would happen when you write your taxes and file your taxes in April. But that's the big thing. This is the universal basic income. Whatever they come up with moving forward, do you think that's going to be a mainstay? stipulation they're going to include in there? I, look, the, the left has gone far left, and Joe Biden is clearly not cognitively uh, there to pr- prevent this. Um, thank goodness for Joe Manchin and for all of the people who are trying to at least create some sort of gridlock when it comes to a lot of the bills that they're passing through at the 11th hour. And uh, we have to take a hard look at what they're trying to promote here. And AOC is is not the voice of her party. I hope not. But she will stand for whatever it is that uh, makes people on the far, far left feel comfortable. And that's really not what America stands for. It's communism. It's socialism. It's all the ills that we are vehemently fighting against. Yeah. We're talking with Krisha Lenzo. You can find her at You can also find the podcast To The Point with Krisha and Michael. Let's talk about how the economy is doing. Obviously, the stock market took a hit today because of the Omicron variant, they say. I think it's partly because of this Build Back Better plan that didn't end up happening. Are we in for a rocky road with continued inflation? November hit 6.8%. We'll see what December does. But they say we're spending more money because we're just really, really excited the economy's back. That obviously is a lie and not true. We're spending more money because inflation's up there and it's $7 to get a gallon of milk in California. But they say it's back. Are we in for a rocky road with more inflation over the next few months? I would sadly say yes. Um, For Goldman Sachs, who adjusted their GDP estimates, uh, over the course of when uh, Joe Manchin announced that he was going to vote against the Build Back Better bill, um, people are concerned. Their GDP, whether you adjust it or not, I mean, all of this is not real. Uh, if you keep pumping money back into the economy, economy, whether it's stimulus bills, whether it's these infrastructure, you know, the infrastructure bill or Build Back Better, this is not real growth. This yeah. is just the Fed pumping money back and people getting the stimulus checks. And this is not indicative of what it means to grow business because we all know that small businesses are suffering right now. We are all suffering with the new variant. Um, Likely in New York where I'm based, you might expect that businesses might close. Uh, Elective surgeries, Kathy Hochul, the governor here is not, pro-business. She's not pro-really anything other than communist socialist policies, which are going to hurt the individual consumers. So whatever they promote at this moment, I think the stock market is at least realistic enough to know that Omicron is just, the Democrats are going to lead the charge on this and they're going to do whatever they can to push whatever they can through. 
It's wild to me how they can still scare everybody with this Omicron variant when right now it consists in like, what, 36, 37, 38 states across the nation. Right. They say it's like 3 to 5% of all the cases in the nation, right. and yet it hasn't killed a single person in the nation. The doctors right. in South Africa say it doesn't give you anything more than a sniffle if you even get any symptoms. Why are they still able to abuse and scare people by saying you need to run out and get the vaccine or else this is going to shut Christmas down? Unfortunately, I think we all know Um, the Democrats have used this time and time again to promote their agenda, whether it's with the previous presidential election, the mail-in voting, whether it's the future presidential election or even the midterm. They want mail-in voting to be recognized throughout every state as being the norm. And look, I understand why people are concerned about Omicron, but that being said, the results, uh, if people do get the virus, are it's very mild. It's a mild version of what we've seen before. Yeah. So uh, you have to take that with a grain of salt and realize that a lot of this is politics, for better or for worse, and the Democrats, that this is going to push their agenda through. That is very true. we got just about a minute or so left here. I know you are in New York, as you mentioned. We had George Santos, congressional candidate for the 3rd District. He was actually out here in the Wichita area, where I'm based right now, uh, last week. So we got to bring him and talk to him a little bit. But your perspective, I mean, they're trying to push this crazy vaccine mandate for all private businesses in New York City. Is it going to happen? Because from what he's saying, there's a unity on both sides of the aisle trying to fight that one. Right. And and George is a a good friend. He's someone who I trust and someone who I truly believe has the best, uh, you know, view of New York. And he he understands it. And so I would agree. I think on both sides of the aisle, they're trying to push this forward because of their own political agenda. And look, science should not be politicized. The fact that Dr. Fauci is still in power, I'm astonished. Um, And look, I'm one of those Republicans. I I try to take the insights, I try to take the science for what it's worth, but I will not be swayed by any sort of politics that comes in, comes between me and what I think is the best for my family, for my body. And that's really what the Democrats supposedly promote, right? My body, my choice. Exactly. That except when it comes to... to uh, the vaccine. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't work out too well on their side, and I think it's starting to backfire on them. It's Krisha Lenzo, KrishaLenzo.com. You can find her podcast, To the Point with Krisha and Michael. It's always good to talk to you, Krisha. Let's do this again here real soon. You too, Andy. Merry Christmas. Hey, Merry Christmas to you. Back after this here on The Voice of Reason. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? 
because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy All right, welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today. I'm telling you, there is a reason. And thanks again to Chris Lento coming on the program. You know, us millennials hanging together, trying to rock it and change the world. One radio listener at a time all over social media, trying to reach out to some of these different, you know, platforms, trying to get them to understand what the heck's going on. There is a movement. And again, this is a bad mark on my generation. I always joke on the show. For those new that are listening, I always joke and say that I apologize for my generation every single day. But do we really need to apologize? I mean, we do need to apologize. We do some really dumb stuff. I mean, we're the ones that did the, what is it, the Tide Pod Challenge. We're the ones that did the Condom Snorting Challenge. We're the ones that did, I don't know, some other stupid challenge on social media. Because why not? Let's get everybody to do a bunch of dumb stuff so we can laugh at them on social media. That's going to change the world. But... While we've been so distracted by those ridiculous, absurd things, there are many from my generation that have taken things to another level. There's a lot going on with our generation, the younger generation, young as in, I mean, what is the millennials now between like 25 and 40, 25 and 38, something like that. So we're getting up there ish, but now we're starting to take over things. And that's a big concern. The bigger question is the younger generations behind Are they going to be able to recorrect or are they going to take it even a step further down the road that we've already started? There's a headline now that Chile, the country of Chile, has now elected a millennial as president of the country, a millennial, a young kid, as a crazy left-wing socialist, communist, whatever, that campaigned on we're going to tax the ricks. And he looks like the, you know, the whole uh, Che Guevara, Viva la Revolution. He's got the long hair. He tries to be all cool and slick. And he talks about taxing the rich. And that's the popular thing. Now, if you remember, the same time that Donald Trump got elected here in the U.S., we had this massive uh, limited government, new rebirth of conservative movements all over the world. We had the Brexit issue that was going on. We had Brazil going conservative and Argentina starting to go conservative. We had these countries that were starting to wake up and say, we don't want big government. We don't want higher regulations. We don't want higher taxes. We want to fix things ourselves and go back to the limited government mindset, the whatever, you know, it's uh, make America great again, but use that fill-in-the-blank flavor on whatever country that you come from. That was the movement then. It's taken a short four years for Chile to elect this crazy tax-the-rich socialist millennial that's really cool and hip and has the long hair and, you know, probably like the emo swoosh kind of thing and wanting to save the country there, which is not going to save it. It's going to ruin it. 
And it's a, I wish I could say it's a beautiful country. I want to say it's a beautiful, I don't know, I've never been there. I'd like to go there one of these days. Chile needs to not do stuff like that. Just throwing it out there. But it's our gener- my generation that's starting to move up and handle some of those bigger issues, starting to take the reins. I mean, who's representing my generation right now in U.S. government? It's AOC. There's a few others, I think, that are younger, that are in there, that are running right now, that are starting to get in there, that are conservative. But the majority of them, the face of my generation right now is left-wing, crazy socialists. We're going to run things. We're going to tax the rich. We're going to create these social safety nets, quote-unquote, because there's no such thing as a safety net. But that's what they try to say. And they're winning on it because it feels good. Let's shake that up a little bit. Let's shake that core. Let's make the younger generation realize that we can do things and we can do it on our own. We don't have to have government watching every step. I will never forget that stat that I saw when I was in college where my generation, when I was in college at whatever age, 20, 21, 22, whatever it was, that the majority, vast majority of my generation would give up their privacy in their email and allow the government to watch every transaction, every email, every incoming and outgoing email that they do for a free pizza. Because they don't care. Oh, I'm not doing anything wrong, so what's the big deal if government's metadata collecting my information and actually collecting all my emails and watching everything I do? What's the big deal? Now, remember, my generation as a kid grew up with 9-11, and then shortly after that was the Patriot Act. We've never known, when we became of age and started getting technology, we've never known the government not controlling this stuff. So to them, it's no big deal. But it's a huge deal, and we got to start remembering that. There's two generations behind us. One of them, they say, is more conservative than World War II. The other one's going to be a crazy left-wing one. It's which one's going to take power and which one's going to take over and start leading us in one direction or another. That is the question, but we got to work on this. we got to start exposing it. This president now down in Chile is not going to be uh, it's the leftist millennial who rose to prominence, according to the AP, during an anti-government protest, was elected as next president after the firebrand of the Donald Trump-like in Chile. They love this because this is the test of the Donald Trump message is over. The limited government is over. The calling out the establishment big government is it over? Because if this trend starts happening around the globe, they're going to use that and piggyback that going into the midterm elections here in the U.S. And that could be very dangerous for us. That does it for us today. Podcast up in just a little bit. You can find us all over your favorite podcasting site at The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Also the website HoosierReason.com H-O-O-S-E-R reason.com until then be your own voice of reason it's time for you to speak up speak out speak loud speak proud speak the truth and always speak some reason this is the voice of reason hey it's andy hoosier while you listen to the delightful broadcast of the voice of reason don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites whether you're using facebook youtube twitter minds.com or instagram We're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.